I've done for the last 20 years is direct response marketing. I make millions. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do for money. I'm like the Wizard of Oz. Lisa and I met the first Sundance that I lived in Utah. I know she has my back. I know she wants what's best for me. I know there's no ulterior motive there. She was like, oh my God, you're amazing. And I just felt the same way about her. I just really like that Meredith is 100% Meredith all the time. She's super consistent and she's a great person. Heather and I have been friends for years. We are actually cousins. We are bloodline relatives. She's the best human I know, and she's such a good friend to me. She never explodes on me. I can tell her anything I want, critical or otherwise, and I know that she will listen and we can talk it out. out, out, out. That time is coming. I just can't lie to you. This is a test for all of us. I want to kill myself. Jen, you know what? Right now. confide in you, Lisa, because I never fully trusted you. I was talking to myself. I was ranting like normal people do. To speak about your yeah. dear friend that way. Okay. You are my girl, Heather. Is it possible you're wrong and making it all about you? No. Show up for your people. You are saying our friendship is bullshit. That burns me, Heather. you for calling me a liar. You called me a liar. But what people don't know about Salt Lake City is what lies beneath that image of perfection. Let me say that again. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, hunty gorgeous. Hunty gorgeous, I love that. I just, this just came to me. <laughs> I, I really like it. <laughs> Maybe hey, that hunty can be gorgeous. my tagline. Hey, hunty gorgeous. Yeah, I love. Oh, so good. <laughs> Speaking of, I know we don't normally talk about the reviews at the tippy top of the episode, but uh-huh. you sent me a couple that were so sweet. Oh, yeah, people are nice. I was having a bad day, you know, just the just the anxiety and the depression, you know, it comes and goes. It happens. It happens. And oh, it made me kind of like oh, get all emotional. People are so kind. Mm-hmm. There are some gorgeous people out there who are listening to the episodes twice. Twice. Crazy. Crazy. So sweet. And someone found us when they were recovering after surgery, knee replacement. I mean, not knee replacement. That's bullshit. You poor <laughs> thing. This, yeah. Like, seriously, if these women want to talk about struggle, that would be struggle city. Like, it really would. Tough. I mean, I hurt my back for two weeks and I was fucking sucking. And there are people out there with actual real problems. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Shout out to that person. What a legend. Yeah, that was really sweet. They reached out on Instagram, which is at effing bravo. Go check us out, everybody. Thank you. So sweet. I hope that person is doing much better. Much better. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I told you I've been watching Drag Race, and anytime yeah. anyone says much better, I'm like, much better. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, you have to. You know, Drag Race, bringing families together. And housewives tearing them apart, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this week on the Bravo was epic. This day. Yes, it all came out on the one day for us. Christmas, baby. Oh, 
It's it's like going to church. I've told you a million times. <laughs> We've got Salt Lake, Beverly Hills, Potomac's coming up soon. Just a wealth of riches. Oh, a wealth of riches. Well, not as much as that fucking Birkenbag party that we're going to see next episode. Fuck, that's intense. Is it? I didn't even notice it. People wait two years for a Birkenbag. Oh, I'm so sick of Birkenbags. They think they're so good. To have that many in a room is, that is like dripping money. Which it should be on the Beverly Hills. Like, it's it's a good Beverly Hills scene, whether you care about the bags or not. I'm just ready to leave launch parties for product lines in the past. So, if it's if yeah. someone's not launching a Birkin line, then I'm happy. Does Birkin really care? Oh, does Birkin listen to me? Does Hermes really care about having Birkin bags on Beverly Hills? I don't think so. Probably not. I don't know. We've got to get into it, Mariana. We can't be talking about Birkin bags. No, that's true. Okay, so unfortunately it's my turn. Tell me when I'm boring you with the boring bits. <laughs> okay. So, episode 20, penultimate season episode, Silence is Golden, which I loved. I loved that. What yeah, did you think cute. of that heading title? Whatever it, you call it's it. A, it's a John Denver song, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. So we start the episode. Dorit's at home and she fucking FaceTimes Kyle, who's filming in Georgia for Halloween 2 or Halloween 7. What number Halloween is it? It's Halloween ends or Halloween returns or Halloween electric boogaloo, some bullshit. I mean, the only reason I care is because Halloween's coming up and obviously we don't really go hard for Halloween in Australia like they do in the States. But on my street, there's a lot of kids, so it's really cute handing out I'm candy. I'm just so jazzed for Hocus Pocus 2 oh coming out today. Oh, my God, today. me too. Clap, Mate. clap. I'm clapping because I don't know which button on the on the <laughs> mixer is the clap, so I, I, I just did the clap sound effects for us. But what, what I don't get with this scene is, like, how the kid is sad she won't be able to watch the movie. I'm like, you'll be fine. It's just Halloween, the sequel. You'll be fine. It is kind of trippy about being a kid and seeing your mum's friend on the TV, though. Like in a movie. That is trippy. I mean, yes, she's probably going to be in it for about 3.2 seconds. Wait, no, her mum's on TV. Like, what's the difference? I don't know. There's apparently a difference. I don't know. I didn't even write any notes on the kid. I don't write notes on kids, man. Yeah, fair. So the whole point of this scene is to set up the fact that Kyle says in confessional that Rinna told her the majority of what Kathy said that night in Aspen she said that it was crazy, but that she wouldn't exactly tell Kyle what Kathy said because she didn't want to hurt Kyle. And I'm like, you said it on the show, bitch. Kyle's yeah. going to see it. Uh, yeah. For me, this scene, what the funniest bit was when Kyle answers the FaceTime and Dorit's like, oh, you're in character. And she's just got a fringe. She's just got bangs. Like, oh, that's getting into character. And a nose ring. Yeah. And then Dorit's <laughs> like, we're not doing another nose job. And I was like, a bit rich of you to say that. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, apparently she's never had one, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. The next scene, which is only worth mentioning because of the fact that Erica is in a Zoom call with her shrink. She's Oh, she's at her hovel, by the way. And oh. I kind of, okay, this is going to be, I don't know if you're going to like hearing this, hearing her in her therapy session and maybe because I do therapy, I don't know, but I kind of teeny tiny felt sorry for her. You know what? Yeah. You got played. Um, I was watching this and I was thinking, this is so calculated. The fact that she's not wearing makeup is so calculated. Right. It's all put 
on to make her look a certain way. It was half a PR spin for Tom while she's talking about how she's a victim. It's also like, but he was a great guy. Yeah, he could be mean, but he was a great guy. And and I think he just made a mistake, you know? Mm. And it's like, what? why are we doing PR for Tom of all people? I don't know. It's just that she said that she was afraid and I felt like we got a vulnerable moment. And I'm really fake. hoping that in this therapy she can finally say the word compassion that isn't referring to herself. I don't know. I don't know. I did. I tiny, tiny felt sorry for her. She said, I was harmed too and I rolled my eyes. Okay. <laughs> I think the thing is if your therapist is signing up to be on a reality TV show, they're not a good therapist. I kind of agree. I did think so, that. I thought there is no way in hell my therapist would ever agree to that. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I don't know. And then next minute we're at Erica's launch for her wig line. Was it a media launch, pop-up shop? I don't know what the fuck it was. It was a bit of a flop event. It was basically, I don't have any money for a launch party, so I'm going to be doing this. And yet she's using an iPad as a mirror. Just get a mirror. How expensive is a mirror? Did you see that? What? Go to the Target. Go to the TK Maxx, man. How the other half live, Mariana. (laughs) I did think it was a bit unnerving that at said launch party she was still sucking up to Sutton. And I'm like, is the therapy working or is this just strange? Because it was kind of making me uneasy. Like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? It'll drop. And then at said hair wig launch whatever, Elton John FaceTimes Diana. Yeah, and it sort of was nothing. Well, okay, so I got the impression that she's given him some money for some Oscar party, which is probably a charity event party that he throws every year that I'm unaware of. And I'm assuming that she gave him a boatload of money and this is his way of returning the favour by appearing on The Housewives for two seconds. Yeah, I think he does do an Oscar party, but I'm just glad we didn't bring up the whole gala tickets Sutton Lisa thing. I'm glad we sidestepped it. I'm not glad. I wanted Elton to talk about it. I am so not glad. Do you think Diana did say, Elton, give me a FaceTime? Yes. And, and just because of because of that storyline? There's no way. Th- oh, because of that storyline. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Nah. But then the editors were like, we're not going to lean into it. Nah, I think that he agreed to do the FaceTime just because she gave him a boatload of money and... It's her way of like, yes, I'm really friends with Elton. Hey, can you do this for me? And she just handed over like probably a check with a shit ton of zeros. So he's like, yeah, yeah I'll do it for you. But there's yeah, he probably I said, like Elton. He probably said there's no way I'm talking about that stuff. We're just going to do this. Like, love he you, love you. He probably doesn't you. have awareness over that. <laughs> you're generous. You know, you're a philanthropist. Like, let me do that for you. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. she's trying to get into the public's good graces about her philanthropy so that they don't focus on the fact that she was maybe a madam. And yeah. you know what? Jeffrey it's, Epstein, like, come on. It's her one season. I'm just happy to let it be. Yeah, me too. As much as I hate it, I'm happy for her to just have a moment and disappear. Yeah, I like her little moments. That's cool. Like, yes, you're friends with a celebrity. That's why you're on Beverly Hills. I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. I'm also happy that we found out that Rinna rented her outfit for that party. <laughs> oh, my God. And the way she, like, whispered it, I was like, you Why? still know we'll pick it up, right? Why is she whispering? You're wearing a mic pack. Like, this but, is your moment to-, to, f- to be one with the people. You rent outfits. It's fine. 
But to preface it being like, oh, it's a one of a kind, so you probably can't get it. Well, no, Dorit could get it. She could just rent it after you. <laughs> and it was just like, like she was like, it's Tom Ford. And I'm like, it's a Canadian tuxedo. Like, why are you wearing double <laughs> denim? I don't care if it's Tom Ford. Even Louis Vuitton makes mis- mistakes. Oh, no. <laughs> With your Herman Munster shoes. That's the best line, honestly. It's great. Oh, it keeps giving. And... Then Rina tells Dorit that Kathy tried to silence her and all I could think of was Oprah going, were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> I mean, OP, mate. I fucking love that bitch. And then, It's just crazy because, like, yeah. they all talk about off camera what they don't want to talk about. Oh, like, they, like, Dorit says, don't bring up this lawsuit. And other people are like, they negotiate all the time. I don't think it's that anything new. I know. And then in confessional, Rina reads out her text from Kathy. Please, please do not say anything we discussed. Otherwise, it will make a huge scene that everyone gets dragged into. No bueno. I'm like, yay, Kathy says no bueno. I mean, she can't spell no bueno, but who cares? <laughs> and then she goes further. Please, it goes further than you would want to know. Silence is golden. I am staying silent. Rina, like, stop trying to make fetch happen. Like, I know we're sort of Kathy apologists. Yes, of course. What she did wasn't that bad from what we've heard. Like, from what's been told on camera to us, it's not that bad. She might have had slurs that have been, you know, not mentioned, but no. Okay, it's bad in that it's gossipy and juicy, but it's not like fucking what we're going to be discussing in a minute with Salt Lake City and Lisa Barlow. Like, it's not Lisa Barlow bad. Honestly, they're probably similar, but they're both just a vent, but one was on a mic and one wasn't. Exactly. And I sort of agree. Like, if you know, if it's not on camera, shut the fuck up about it. We don't care. We don't care. It's just your word. And so what? You're not the favourite right now, so no one cares. Basically, that's what it is. And she just called Dorit an idiot? Like, I'm sorry, but Dorit is an idiot. (laughs) And again, like, we call these women idiots and yet I'm sitting here in my fucking rental house. So who's the fucking idiot? You know what I mean? So what? She might be an idiot, but she can buy her mess china. Like... Really? Who's yeah. the idiot? Me. So anyway, Rina thinks that that is a veiled threat. Now, again, Rina, I think she's trying to make fetch happen. Do you think that that was a veiled threat from Kathy, that text? No. no. Like well, a threat needs to have something to back it up. <laughs> I don't think. How is it a threat Can- saying, please, please, please? How is that a yeah, threat? No, no. That was yeah, just a normal housewife, please be quiet. That's not a threat. A threat is if I was you, I wouldn't say anything. That's a veiled threat. Not please, yeah. please, please, I'm begging you. Anyway, we get a clip of Kathy doing an Insta Live where she denies screaming in the club. So Rinna is mm-hmm. bothered by the lies and she says the word lies about five fucking times. She's doing too much. Yeah. it's She's just pushing it too much. And it's like if this stuff really happened, all you need to do is say it once and let everyone infer what they want to infer. You don't have to keep pushing it. It just seems do the, inauth- do the crystal thing and just say it was dark and leave it at that and that, let everyone else run with it. That's it. Like it just the fact that she's pushing the narrative so much, I don't want to take it if you're pushing it that much. Exactly. And like when it comes down to it, yeah, she just said she's an idiot. She hates her sister. Like we already know this stuff. Yeah. And to then be like, oh my God, I've got PTSD from it. Oh. Like what? Calm down. And let me run with the story myself. 
Which we can do. Which yeah. we can definitely do. <laughs> anyway, so apparently it all started in the club when Kathy wanted the DJ to play Billy Jean and the DJ said no. He refused. Hilarious. And no one but Crystal gets why that's an issue. Look, Crystal, we all get why that's an issue. It's just that Billy Jean is a fucking bop. Okay. And I don't think the DJ probably refused to play it because of no, <laughs> the problematic you, side of it. No. It's probably because it didn't go with their set. No, it didn't go with their set and the room is 20 fucking two years old and they don't want to hear Billie Jean. Yeah, I will just say that that bar mm. wasn't suited for Kathy. I mean, they wouldn't conga line. They wouldn't take song requests. Oh, I'd leave as well. I'd leave as well. And a lot of DJs will not take requests. So it's not uncommon for DJs to be like roll their eyes when someone does a request. But you know what? It's a bar in Aspen. It's not like Steve Aoki. Well, it wasn't a bar. A it was a club. And there's a difference. I won't do requests. Are there clubs cl- in Aspen? Apparently it was a club. Apparently the manager of this club told Kathy to go back to LA, which is funny. But what's funnier is Diana bought him off with 200 bucks because they weren't getting drinks quick enough. I thought that was awesome. See, this is what... I want Diana here for. That's a good Diana story. I want to hear about shit like that. Yeah, I gave him 200 bucks to like get us fucking drinks. I love that. I don't have $200 to splash around to then get someone to give me drinks that I'm going to on top of pay for. I think that's a fucking great story. Yeah. Okay. I I really like, I really went with that one hard, didn't I? Okay. So then all of a sudden, Rinna's finding out now that Kathy went off earlier in the day. Oh. Which is, At the hat shop. Which is bullshit because she's acting all surprised and yeah. says, oh, it must have been about the 818 tequila. It's like, well, how did you add that together? Because that wasn't two and two. So you she, obviously fucking knew. Rinna is both the best actress in our generation and the worst. Agreed. Like she was terrible at this moment. And yet later in the episode when she's delivering those soap opera lines, I'm like, God, you're good. I Agreed. <laughs> Sometimes she knows how to deliver a line. She just can't write them. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. And she goes further in confessional and says that Kathy is jealous of the Kardashians. Ridiculous. I mean, I don't How think... stupid. That's not going to make it onto a fucking T-shirt on Etsy, Rena. Soz. No, and it's just, it's so silly. <laughs> like, do you really think Kathy Hilton's up at night stressing about Kris Jenner? Like, no. She was feeling dismissed at the hat shop. She's sitting there going, I do this for you guys. I go to your bullshit events. Like, give me five fucking minutes. Yeah. But, I mean, we did see, was it the last episode where we got lots of little clips of Kathy pushing the tequila? It's like, you got, yeah, more, she was than being five, annoying, you got more than five fucking minutes, Kathy. Like, you get one go at it. She should have, as you said, just had a little get together at her house to boost the tequila and move on. Mm-hmm. Anywho, Rina says she won't say what Kathy said about the other ladies, but then <sighs> we go straight to confessional where she says everything <laughs> that. <laughs> I love that. I see. I love that though. Yeah. Crystal and Sutton are apparently pieces of shit and should be fired. So this is all the shit that Rin is saying that Kathy said. She said, as you had have said now a couple of times, that Dorit's a stupid, useless idiot. Where's um, the lie? She called them all peons. Now I didn't know what that was. I had to look it up. A peon it's an old school term, right? Is a slang derogatory word for an unskilled worker. So basically, she's calling them <laughs> plebs. So unskilled workers. I'm sorry. Do any of them have a trade? (laughs) She's right. She's right. (laughs) Hashtag facts. She says, I don't like them. They need to go away. I don't want to be with them. They're idiots. True, true, true. (laughs) This is my show, by the way. 
True. I have big deals over at NBC. They're protecting me and I'll ruin Kyle. That's where I think Rin is lying. You reckon? I can see Kathy saying the rest of it and I'm on her side, but I just don't think Kathy would have brought Bravo into it. Like, because she doesn't really seem that bothered with the show. No, but if she does have deals in the works, she might be saying, like, these people are nothing. Like, do you not realise who I am? She might But have does she have deals in the work? We will find out. I kind of raised my eyebrow at that because I'm like, well, Kyle's not allowed to have TV shows, but you are. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, American Woman is obviously based on her mum, so I get why Kathy didn't like it, but I'm reserving judgment just because it's Kathy. I know that. And then... What I love is how in confessional Crystal says, at this point, I believe Kathy. And then that smirk. Oh. Because you know these are filmed later in the season, right? Yeah. Or is it halfway in the season and that's why they get new confessional looks for the other half of the season? I don't know. I should know this, but I don't. But I just love that Crystal said that. Crystal is top tier housewife to me. This season, Crystal, as you said, I love the phrase you used. Crystal's coming to work. She's coming ready she for is. work. I love that. That just makes, like, it completely sums up Crystal this season. And it's sort of like, yeah, we do need to be approaching this sort of as like an Agatha Christie, you know. It's oh, wait until the denouement in the library <laughs> where we reveal where everyone stands. She's like, I'm not going to reveal now. I'm waiting for a reunion. I love that. Clap, clap, clap. Oh, my God. Speaking of reunion, I'm trying to avoid clips and stuff. I don't want to know, right? Okay. Like, I don't even know if there are any clips of reunion out yet. I just I don't want to see them. But yep. I did hear, and as everyone probably has, that they didn't take a group photo at the end and they all just <gasps> left. Do you, have you heard that yet? Um, I don't know. You don't, don't know, so. you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. If you I sometimes that. hear things and forget them. Yeah, but that's a pretty big one. Like basically, there was no come together moment at the end. That they obviously fought so much at reunion that everyone went to their corners and they're still friends with who they were friends with pre-reunion. Like no one resolved anything. Basically, great. We need cameras up for next season. Then uh, fucking can't get them wait. up. Can't wait. Okay. Okay. So I can't wait. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. So next minute, Kathy is at Carl's for the showdown. But I love the fact that as she rocks up, she rips a flower out of one of Kyle's planter oh. pots. I thought that was so funny. I loved it so much. You were Kathy Hilton gajillionaire and you're like giving your sister her own outdoor flowers. I love that. I laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> did we Did we skip over a little bit where Rinna and Erica were talking? Did we? I don't. We don't really need to talk about it, but that's when Erica says to Rinna, you are so evolved. I thought that was later. <laughs> I just had it written beforehand. Oh, maybe I didn't write it down. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Well, it, it doesn't really matter, but that's when Rena's also like, I've been sending blessings and prayers to Kathy. And I'm like, send a text. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's a blessing and a prayer going to do? Send a text. Oh, my God, that's the call of the day. I love that. And, and Eric is like, <laughs> you are so evolved. Like, they're just blowing shit up at each other's ass oh. or smoke up each other's ass. I remember it being said, I just don't remember where it was. I was waiting in that pause for a laugh and there was no laugh. Like I <laughs> thought it was a joke. Like you, yeah. know when you, like you know when someone has some like Brene Brown moment and someone's like, You're oh, talking I'm, shit. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't write that down. Obviously it didn't mean anything to me because it wasn't well, a laugh. well, let's go to the big scene. Let's go yeah. to the big scene. So, okay. So Kathy comes in completely contrite. She's apologetic. She's wearing Kyle's peace T-shirt. On the T-shirt? Yes. You know how Rena comes in and she's like, oh, my God, she's wearing the same shirt as the night in Aspen. Yeah, she was what a psycho. Yeah. Like, who, who cares? 
I was just like, don't say that to Kathy because she's going to be triggered by the fact that you're commenting on her clothes, which we find out yeah, later. Let's, let's talk about that. Do, yes. So do you think that's Kathy trying to maybe deflect or do you believe that that is an issue? Because Kyle was ragging on her quite a bit. At first I was like, come on, Kathy. And then I was like, you know what? I have made many comments on this pod that Kyle cannot stop bagging out her sister's outfits in front of her friends. We've discussed yeah. that. You can do that with your siblings going, oh, my God, what the fuck are you wearing? But don't do it in front of someone else. And I think it's different to hiding a purse. Yeah. I even thought that was a stretch from production. Or maybe yeah. production were doing that to show us it was a stretch. Like playing a prank on someone isn't the same as pointing out their physical flaws. And let's face yeah. it, Kyle, who the fuck are you to pay out someone's outfit? Like, come She's on. She's wearing an I Heart Aspen cardigan, which just is so lame. Oh, it's so <laughs> obvi, right? Let Aspen go. Like, wh- Why is she so obsessed it's, with Aspen? It's a bit meta, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, we love Aspen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I do get what Kathy's saying. It wasn't about... The clothes, it was about the fact that Kyle was putting her sister down in front of everyone. Once or twice is funny. Constantly, it's... It felt pretty constant. Yeah, and it makes you feel like an outsider, like, fuck off. Like, yeah. I would not cope with that if I'm hanging out with my sister and her friends and she's constantly paying out my physical appearance in front of them. I would feel really small. But then again, I'm overly sensitive, so who knows? And I think you've said before, like, she's doing this show to hang out with Kyle. Yeah. She's not doing the show for anything else. Well, maybe to get tequila sales up. Maybe. But that's the thing, like, that's why I don't believe Rinna when she's like, I'm going to take down Bravo. Like, Kathy could easily just not be on the show. Kathy she could- wasn't on the first half of this season by her own choice. She could buy like- Bravo. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, look, Kathy, I bought her apology. So she kept well, apologising over and over again. Even if I didn't, like, buy it, buy it, like, she still did, she ticked all the boxes. She did what a yes. housewife's meant to do and what they all demand of each other, but then Rinna comes in demanding extra. Yeah. I think Kyle is bothered that Kathy did it in front of people. She says that. Kathy's gone off at her before, and I'm sure she's gone off at Kathy before, and she's bothered that she's done it in front of people. She's embarrassed. I get that you. But she's not on camera. And I mean, Diana called something so, a cunt in front of everyone, and Kyle didn't even blink. You so, know, you're like, right. it actually, get off your high horse style. It was done in front of people, but it wasn't done on camera. So, that is a very good point. And I think for the Richard sisters, that's the important thing. Yes, I don't disagree with that. Because imagine what they do say to each other off camera. I know, I know. But Kathy's like, look, I was tired, I was angry, booze, altitude. I don't think it was that. I think it's because Kyle kept picking on Kathy all day and didn't realise she was picking on her. Yeah, and car strips are hard. And she was in the basement. She was in the basement. Give a give a girl a break. At this point, I haven't seen or heard anything that makes me like Kathy less. So <laughs> me neither. <laughs> sorry, people. I haven't. I haven't. I mean, for you, Kathy telling Kyle off, like, do you even care? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought Kyle was milking it for a large chunk and I was like, come on, Kyle. But then it sort of turned into like a cute sisterly moment and I was just waiting for Rinna to come in and ruin it. Yeah, I did laugh a bit when Kyle was doing the whole, I thought like you hated me or something. It's like, know, calm oh, down. calm you fucking farm mate. Like, who are you trying to fucking play up to? I suppose the camera, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, when they were making up, I thought that was really sweet. And then she says, Rin is coming over. 
and mm. she kind of gives her sister like the heads up by saying like these women are trained assassins and i thought that was yes. a great analogy because and i miss it all the time like she's right they are trained assassins and i didn't miss oh, it this yeah. time because rena was totes obvi but i do miss it a lot what I'm really enjoying is that Kyle's sort of catching on and mm. we see it in the preview for next week yes. that she's sort of indicating she's upset with the Lisa and the Erica. Yes. So I'm like, if she's waking the fuck up, I might enjoy her. Yes, because, okay, so there is a quick little scene with Sutton and Erica. Sutton orders Popeyes and puts it on China, Sterling Silver with Dom Perignon. I love all that. I loved it. I fucking I loved, loved it. it. I loved this little scene. <laughs> Me too. Like they were playing Southern nice. They were being Southern Bells and you know me and the Southern. So I was obsessed with this scene. I thought Sutton was being very articulate in her requests to Erica. So she wasn't sort of saying you're playing the victim, blah, blah, blah. She would say, How many times can you say it? Yeah. She would say, you know, what I ask of you is maybe please don't lash out. And what I would like, not what you have to do or what I, you know, I would like some compassion. I mean, Erica's like, I would like some compassion too. Look, she's not there yet. I'm over the eye rolling at her. I don't need to have a, a headache because of my eye rolls over Erica. So I just didn't, I didn't care. I think maybe I didn't care to talk about that stuff. I was just enjoying the two of them hamming it up. I'm just glad we got it because it's one less thing to sort of cover in reunion. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't need to go over Sutton versus Erica because it's a bit last year. It is. So it's nice to have something new. What I did kind of eye roll over is as Erica was leaving, she's like, oh, I love you, Murano. Did you get that in Venice? It's like the yeah. Erica drooling over things she can no longer buy gives me yeah. joy and I'm not fucking apologising for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, anyway, so – Oh, sorry, uh, yes. no, no, please. No, it's just when she's like, victim's my trigger word because it implies that I did something. And I'm like, well, you did. You spent all of their money. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might not have known where it came from, but you spent it all. And you're being a cunt to them now, so yeah. fuck off. And right, you know what? On. You can't – I think she hates the word victim because she doesn't want to admit that she is a victim. But she's saying everything but the word victim in terms of what her situation is. You are a victim if – you know her I mean? therapist pretty much said that to her. She is a victim. There's nothing wrong with saying the word victim. Fuck off. Yeah. And, and and to dismiss it and deny it for other people is wrong. You don't want to be called that word? Fine, pick another word. But don't take that away from other people. It doesn't lessen their, their experience. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that was my Brene Brown moment. Anyway, back back to Carl's. Rina walks in. Kathy apologises straight away. As you said, Rina can't get over the fact that she's wearing the same T-shirt that she wore when she went off, quote-unquote. <laughs> Rina. This is Rina's soap opera moment and it was good, man. It was I loved good TV. it so much. The way she delivers that line where she's like, oh, we're going to go there. Oh, it was <laughs> so good. And I loved the interaction where Kathy says, I don't really have a temper. And Rina goes, well, what would you call this? And she goes, losing my temper. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of when – because obviously this whole scene is about Rina trying to get Kathy to admit where all this was coming from because she knows it's going to be good TV. Mm -hmm. She wants her to admit that she's jealous of her sister because that's what Rina thinks. And that's when Kathy's – she says something about, you know, it was a lot to process and then she kind of looks at Rina and goes, mm-hmm. And Rina's like, is that you trying to shut me up? 
and um, that's when we get the oh, are you going to go there? And of course, we get the flashy of Rinna and Kim back in the day. Loved that. I think Rinna was just too much. She was trying to poke the bear. Oh yeah. If this was as different franchise, like it would have ended differently. Yeah. I think Kathy actually lasted longer because really she's saying, "I'm sorry, I fucked up." this and this, blah, blah, blah. And she keeps saying, you've got a black heart. You need help. You need to look at why you're a horrible person. Like she was just really coming back super negative. It's like when you're watching like one of those Matlock lawyer shows, she wants Kathy to open the door for her to be able to say the words that Kathy said. If she admits where she's coming from and therefore why she said the things that she said, we're allowed to talk about the things that she said. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just think it's so rich of Lisa Rinna. Oh, she knows I mean, that. First of all, like, she knows she's, that. she's a fucking she, monster. She doesn't care. She wants to talk about what Kathy said. I know, but then when Kathy shuts it down, she's like, oh, I saw it going this way. And it's like, yeah, because you kept calling her black hearted and saying she's had a psychotic break. But again, like- that gives her permission to say the words that Kathy said. Rinna knows it's a fine line. If she starts saying things, the words that Kathy used, it could backfire on her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Kathy's gaslighting her. I think Kathy's just shutting Kathy's it down. Kathy's not gaslighting her at all. Again, it's a it's a, a trigger word to give Rinna permission. She really is a fucking silent assassin about this. She's trying to figure out any way that she can say the things that Kathy said and have no like dirt or blood on her hands about it, which it's not working, but she's trying hard. Yeah. She's really trying. She's really trying. I do love Kathy's like saying, you can be very unkind too. And then like bringing up Amsterdam in oh, confessionals. because Very I mean, clever of Kathy. It's super clever. Very. And yeah. then Kathy does that thing that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago with housewives when they don't think they're winning. What do they do? They cry. She's sensitive. She's got a friend dying of triple cancer. And I bet she's very upset about that. And in the moment, thinks of that in order to cry. Sorry, I love Kathy, Mm. but she's getting pummeled by Rinna. It's like Kathy's on the ropes and Rinna's pummeling her and she knows that she is, so she cries. Sorry. And don't get me wrong, I think she's genuinely crying, but she needs a certain thing to get her there. You know, she's anxious about what Rin is doing right now and that anxiety. She thinks of a friend and, of course, she loses it and says, I'm really hurting, I'm in pain, you could have a little compassion. And Rina's like, I'm sorry, Kathy. you're not going to get away with it with me. You're not going to get away with it. You can have your tears, you can do what you're going to do, but you did what you did. I mean, very clever. And you're not going to gaslight me right now. If you want to apologize, let's talk about what you did and the names you called people. Oh, and scene, Rina. So good. Who cares, Rina? Like, she called names. No one cares, but Rina did a great job of it making it a thing. You know how I've been saying Rinna should be fired? This episode I was like, maybe she shouldn't. This <laughs> Just like, because of how good this was. Oh, and then she says, because Rinna has to up the ante now, she says, you know I locked myself in my room in Aspen? And then Kathy's Bullshit. like, this is when Kathy got pissed. She knows what Rinna's doing and she knows she's not, you know, letting it, you know, what, is, what does um, Sutton say? Let the bear go? She knows she's not letting the bear go. She's like, because you were having a psychotic break. Get fucked. She's not having a psychotic break. She got to a point where she saw herself losing her shit. It felt good and she kept going. 
That's it. Yeah. We've all had that. Yeah. I've had moments like that. Not for many years, but, yeah, they felt good. It feels good to be angry and get shit out. Anger is a powerful emotion. There, It doesn't feel good in the aftermath, but in that moment, it does feel good. Mm-hmm. With Kyle. Yes. What did you think of Kyle just sitting there and letting Lisa rag on her sister for 20 minutes? I did not like it, but I understand that Kyle doesn't like to get in the middle of like when people are going at it, it's, it's you know, and they're angry and so they're, they're feeling really powerful with that anger. The person on the sideline feels the exact opposite. It feels awful. It feels icky. It feels yucky and you don't want to be there. So I kind of, yeah. I don't like that she did it, but I remember being that person when people were fighting. However, at the time I was a kid, so I don't know if she kind of does no, have I an see excuse. What- I see what you're saying. It's just, it just, it came straight after them hugging it out and like having a nice moment. And then she's just like zipped lips. She's sitting there going, you're my friend, you're my sister. What the fuck am I supposed to do right now? And yes, we all say, well, that's your sister. But in reality, we know, just like a lot of housewife shows, that these people aren't as close in real life as they appear on the TV. And Rina and Kyle are close. They spend time together off camera. I would say a lot yeah. more than Kyle and Kathy do. Well, yeah. So it's like one of her best friends and her sister who she has a contentious relationship with. If I was her and that was the case, like I don't know if that's 100% true, but I assume that's the case, I wouldn't want to get in the middle of it either. I mean, Kyle famously had the same situation a few years ago with Kim and she ran out of the restaurant. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, I guess I, we can't expect I much. I don't mean to stick up for Kyle, but, I, like, you know, but at the same time, I can imagine. I can put myself in that position and go, yeah. I don't want to get in the middle of this right now because I it it could get worse if I pick a side. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. So look again. Kathy is very apologetic. She keeps saying, "I'm not proud of what I said," and that's when Kyle cries. She does say, "Guys, I don't want you two to have an issue." So she does let them know when she realizes it's going south. Hey, listen, guys. Hello, you're fighting over me here. I don't want to do this. And that's when Rinna says to Kathy, you have to figure out why you have a black heart. What the fuck, Rinna? It's so inflammatory. She went way too far. She like, you know when people are in the right and then they make themselves in the wrong? This is when she made herself in the wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, like, yes, please. And of all the things Rinna's seen and heard, this is the tipping point. Like, come off it. You're, you're not wrong. She's a fucking idiot. But God, she's good. I know, right? And you can see Kathy's pissed. She says, I'm done. And that's when Rinna says, I had a feeling this might go this way. Kyle's like, yeah. I'm begging you, please. And look, as you said, as we've said, Rinna's pushing it. It's not going to go well. And then we get the next time. Next time's the season finale. Birkins, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, Rinna wants to keep talking about the fact that she locked herself in her room in Aspen. And Kyle starts to realise that Rinna is just basically wanting to talk about how bad her sister is. She doesn't need that in her life. But also that every detail is being leaked to the press. And Kyle mm-hmm. obviously knows that it's Rinna. And well, Erica yeah. probably knows that it's Rinna. Don't act like you don't know it, that it's Rinna, Erica. I would imagine that Rinna tells you everything. We all know it's Rena. That's going to be big. The Fox Force 5 is falling apart, people. I'm here for oh, it. Oh, God. 
Thank God. I, I was a little upset we didn't really get much Gazelle in this episode. We just see that one little clip of her and that horrible face shield collar thing mm. at, at the reel. What the hell was that? You know the reel's <laughs> been cancelled. Yeah, who cares? I don't want things to be cancelled for Garcelle. No, oh, she'll bounce. She'll bounce back. She'll be fine. But yeah, great episode. Shall we do um, Salt Lake City? Let's. Now, for some dumb reason, I didn't write down what the episode was called. Did you? It was called Revenge Marks the Spot. I'm writing this down. For Re- the archives. Revenge for the archives. Revenge Marks the Spot. O-M-F-G. This opening great sequence. Episode was amazing. The beginning was amazing, the end was amazing, and the middle part was just a lovely refresh. Opening sequence, snow-capped mountains, serious music. Then comes the audition tapes. So good. Oh, my God. Were they audition tapes or just, like, confessionals from season one? Um, I don't know. I feel, for some reason, I felt like they were their audition tapes. I thought that too, but then I was getting like confessional, like episode one vibes. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Either way, it was fantastic because they got all the old footage and they turned it into like a foreshadowing moment, oh, which is just so good. superb work. I played it at the top of the episode, so we don't need to go through all of them word for word, but I do just Jen. Jen Shah with that fucking karaoke mic. <laughs> I'm like the Wizard of Oz, bitch. Bitch. Oh, my God. And Meredith and Lisa, they first met at Sundance. Of course they fucking did. Yeah. My favourite was the the Heather one yeah. where she was talking about, like, Salt Lake City reveals things or whatever, and yes. I was like, oh, this is good. Yes, yes, And she yes. had to retake it. <gasps> oh, that's that was funny. That was heaps funny. She's like about, yeah, Salt Lake City, like everything tries to be perfect. Oh, wait, let me do that again. <laughs> that was so good. That was funny. Oh my <laughs> god! I just and I also love like the the massive Salt Lake City, Utah, twenty twenty two, in huge text over that snow capped mountain. The music was mm-hmm. like I was thinking in my head. The music was like so tense, like we're the FBI about to catch a criminal on America's Most Wanted, and then I'm like, oh wait, we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. And then we see these little clips of what's to come. Jen Shah freaking out, Meredith shading Lisa, Lisa, you know, calling her rant from last season, something that normal people do. I'm like, bitch, you're in a tiara while you're trying to say that and Heather's wearing an eye eye patch while you're trying to say that. There's nothing normal about y'all. An eye eye patch. I love that. Whitney and Heather going hard wearing actual lingerie. I'm like, wow. There's nothing normal about this, people. Nothing. It's full fucking goodbye, Kyle style, their little fight. Mm-hmm. So good. Anyway, then we get kind of like a second intro sequence. Again, mountains, sirens, foreboding church building, and Whitney doing a sound bath. I mean, so normal. Yeah. <laughs> and then Meredith's. On her phone with her assistant, whose name is Truman. I don't know why, but I love that this person's name is Truman. <laughs> <laughs> Who names their kid Truman? Like, come on. Not in this day and age, that's for sure. I love it, though. I'm like, oh, maybe I could name a dog Truman. That would be cute. Beautiful name for a puppy. Exactly. And Meredith and Jen Shah are off to soak in our outdoor hot tub. We've been there before, haven't we, with Heather and Jen? 
Possibly, yeah, but I really appreciated the fake out with the meetings. Yes. Like we didn't know who was meeting who. Yes, we did. And didn't. when they did get in the hot tub, I also loved they each had a bottle of wine. Yes. You'd think they'd just share a bottle of wine, but no, they had one each, no. which is just perfect. And thank you, production. We got the Lisa tirade again from the end of last season. <sighs> I could hear it every episode. Oh, so good. I thought production was on point today with this episode. Yes. It was yes, done me too. so well. And, and I love that it's only been a month since the Feather Union. Love because, it. Because, like, I love when cameras are up. Yes. You know? Love. Well, we have to. Don't give them time to breathe. We have to because the trial is seven weeks away. Oh, yeah. As the taping of the episode. But obviously in real life we've got sentencing happening end of November. I mean, uh-huh. little does she know, soaking in that hot tub, drinking that champagne, that she's going to be going to jail for 11 to 14 years. <laughs> And what's so good about this season is her going on about how she's innocent, where we know she's pled guilty. Well, like, we all thought she was guilty, but... I think we should have a counter for every time she says, yes. I'm innocent in this season. And I think I only got it once, this episode. I think I only heard it once. Unless it was a flashy. Like, as of filming, yeah. she says it once, the word innocent, or I'm innocent in the confessional. So I think I'm going to count them to see how many she gets up to. Do it. In the lead up to her confessing everything. So, you know, why not? She's planning a birthday party for Coach Shah. I mean, this is like a la Erica. Like, what? It's so distasteful. Oh. And then all of a sudden we go to Lisa having lunch with Heather. And I'm like, why are these two fucking having lunch? Yeah. And I thought it was really sad that Heather said she would go to meet Lisa because if she can do anything for Lisa that would stop Lisa from hating her. I'm like, that is so sad. Like you're worth more than your usefulness to others. Oh, yeah. Oh, that really I hurt didn't my pick up heart. On that. I'm like, yeah, Heather really needs the therapy because she needs to love herself as much as we love her. It just may hurt Yeah, I don't know if we will love her by the end of the season. I'm sort of getting that vibe. Yeah? Oh, damn shame. I think maybe her time's up. Oh, no. I don't like that. I don't like when I love someone. I don't want to participate immediately in the tearing down of them. So I just, I want to have hope. Well, I think just the show changes them. Yeah, okay. And that's, okay, that's true. That's, that's true. happening, I think. Okay, so basically but, you're saying but it's her we, fault. <laughs> you know, we flip on a dime though. Like I hated Lisa Barlow for the first season and a half, but now I think she's probably the best one. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that you said that because I literally wrote in my notes, I don't know how Nathan's going to take this, but I'm starting to love Lisa. I think she's top tier. I'm starting to appreciate her campness. I think... When you said the yep. word camp last episode, I realised Lisa's camp. The way she orders that husband around and he follows like a puppy dog, like, I want to be that. And I want to <laughs> know what is in the hidden bottles of diet soda. It cannot be diet soda. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and she looks amazing all the time and she's beautiful and I know that's shallow AF, but it's who I am, so. And the way she can't deliver her scripted lines. Oh, but perfection. Like, I, I've eaten so much humble pie, it's amazing I still fit in this dress. Like, I love how fake it is. <laughs> I know, you know someone wrote that for her and she still couldn't do it. And she still couldn't do it and th- that's what's so enjoyable. Well, she really is. Like, if she was on Drag Race, she would be kicked out. Well, not not episode one, episode two because she's pretty. But I, lo- yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm just getting into it. I don't know. I don't know if it'll last, but I loved her this episode. Me too. And let's face it, that blind rage was iconic. We needed it and she gave it to us. So how can we hate her forever? 
I know. Even though she's flopping around like a fish trying to defend it and she's not making excuses for it, but, and then lists five excuses. <laughs> I think maybe at this stage we're laughing at her, not with her, and we love her for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So, look, Handa's advice to her, apologise and know you're going to have to eat shit for a long time. And I'm like, she's not going to eat shit for a long time. She'll eat shit for five minutes, but then she's done. And that's what we got at the end of the episode. So I love it. Well, but then but then we get Meredith who, well, see, she's tricky because I was like, oh, of course she's going to hold a grudge forever. But here she is friends with Jen Shaw, so maybe she'll only hold a grudge for a season. I don't know, well, but she's They hold Meredith's a grudge as long as it suits them. Like Lisa mm. hated Heather and Whitney and now they're best buds because she needs them. So these yeah. people are so dead set serious to hold a grudge until, hang on, I've got no friends so I've got to be friends with you so I'll let go of that grudge. It's like, beautiful. Like then, then I can't take you seriously so then I can enjoy your pathetic attempt at reconciliation. I can laugh at you now because you're being as pathetic as I know you to be. So yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, mm. yeah. I love it. So, yes, back with Jen and Meredith, they're obviously talking about the Lisa tirade. It was only a month ago or whatever it was. And we get more flashes of the, I fucking hate her. She's a whore. She fucked half of New York. I mean, thank you, production. We all needed that. Mm -hmm. And Meredith is clearly angry and she starts saying that there are rumours she's heard about Lisa and I'm like, you got to oh, steal, yeah. which I didn't think Meredith would because we know Meredith is all about the I've heard shit but I'm not going to say shit. But we know that she spills shit by the end of the episode. She says... She went on a fact-finding mission and she lined up all of her receipts. She did because when she's in that scene with her hubby, we find out that she's looked up SEC documents showing that Vita Tequila isn't making any money. Vita Tequila did a crowdfunding thing to get because they had bills to pay. Yeah. It was a stretch. It is really not – there's nothing nefarious about your business reporting a loss. I don't mean you didn't make any money. It means you reported a loss for tax purposes. Like you're moving yeah. shit around and that her business has debt. I mean, so what? Businesses have debts. Like – yeah, Meredith's just saying everything. She's just like, I'm just going to say everything. Like, I want to hear it all. I want to hear the juicy gossip. I want to hear the juicy gossip if her business isn't doing well. I want to hear all that. But the fact that she's saying that her business reported a loss in 2018 and that it, it had outstanding debt, I'm like, so what? Yeah. That's not salacious. What is almost, almost I say, salacious is the fact that she said that Vita Tequila owns a distillery in Mexico and neither her, Lisa, or her husband, John, have been to Mexico for as long as she's known them, which is 10 years. That is dodgy. Not dod Is it? Like, do you have to go visit your factories? Of course. It, in 10 years, you don't go visit your own factory? Yes. She doesn't- Well, that's to Meredith's knowledge. I mean, yeah. is she really going to fill in Meredith and all of her business? But I'm sorry. If you're friends with someone for 10 years and they're going to Mexico, you'd know they're going to Mexico. Well, I don't know. They're not that close. Yeah. I mean, look. They might be part owners in it and they don't run it and they don't need to go. Yeah. But it is, I think it is unusual and suspicious that you say you own a distillery, which would mean that you would be making a fuck ton of profit. If you own the actual distillery, if you're not having to pay for production of your own product, 
So I get what Meredith's saying. She's saying that this stuff isn't adding up. You sh- you can't be owning the distillery and still not showing a profit for the Vita tequila. I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. That, that, I still think Meredith's, Meredith's trying, just to, trying it. Yeah, she's trying to add dots and doesn't have all the dominoes yet. But she will because it's Meredith. So eventually. She just needs to open her mouth when she's talking. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do like Meredith's sleuthing capabilities. I like the fact that she's willing to admit things like getting a private investigator. I love that. I love like I mean, that, Who does fun. that? That's I hate fun. her. I hate her. But that's you know, shit's fun. fucking choice. What did you think about the scene with Whitney and Heather about Whitney going on to quitmormon.com? I loved it, Me actually. Too. You know I went to quitmormon.com and had a look, don't Same. you? Same. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's a thing, but of course it is because they're, they're not a religion, they're a cult, in my opinion. Well. And so if you want to leave, they're going to, like, harass you because they want you around. I couldn't believe it, but of course it makes sense. Again, she's saying that unless you, like, officially quit, they'll still harass you for money, which is why how, I know, how I know it's a cult. I mean, yeah. no church, like, calls its members that haven't been to the church for 10 years and saying, I, I know where you live and yeah. please give us more money. Like, they come to your door. I really appreciated he- oh, well, I was I was on a roller coaster with this one because when Heather was like, oh, are you sure you know what this means? I was like, oh, Heather's looking out for her. She was being a straight shooter. But then it's revealed Heather hasn't even taken this step yet, which I was shocked I at. I was shocked about too. And she says she hasn't done it because she still wants to be a good daughter to your mum that wouldn't even speak to you at a funeral memorial for your dad. Yeah. It's fascinating. She wouldn't let you go to your dad's funeral. It runs deep. But I do think Whitney was faking it for the cameras. <laughs> you think she was faking faking what? Doing it? You think she's already done it? Uh, I, well, I don't think she ever really cared that much, but she was like, oh, this could be a good scene. Ooh, you th- nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, Whitney's fake is press on nails, but I appreciated nah, it. No, I don't agree. Because, I mean, yes, I thought the energy healer with the bad hair was a funny scene. But when she says things like, I can't remember my childhood, that means she has complex PTSD. Like, that's serious shit. If you can't remember your childhood, it's because something bad happened. And what I did appreciate, though, like, even if I think it was a little forced and fake for the show, I like that she got the quitmormon.com branding out there. I love that too. I love that too. educating people who may, I mean, I don't think full in-depth Mormons are watching the show, but uh, it's still. Some would be, just like the Scientology people watch all the Leah Remini stuff so they can know what she's saying. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. The quitmormon.com thing, I was like, oh, my God, that's a thing. I love that. (laughs) So, yes, there was giggles in there for me too is I guess what I'm trying to say. So then we're at Jen Shah's rental and Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I only want to talk of nothing really happened in this scene other than the fact for me anyway that she's sooking about her four and a half thousand square feet house. Do you know that that's only 50 square metres off it being called a mansion? <laughs> Which is 500 <laughs> square feet off it being called a mansion. So it's a lot bigger than a prison cell. She's in a huge, it's okay. I wouldn't, it's not massive. Like I said, technically it can't be called a mansion because a mansion is 5,000 square feet. It's four and a half thousand square feet. And I was like, well, that's 500 square feet. That's a lot. But of course, I don't know what a foot is really. Like I can't visualize it. So it's 46.5 square meters. Wow. Basically like that's the equivalent of at my place, the studio area downstairs. 
That's all she needs to make it a mansion. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's like the size of a small rumpus room, people. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's the size of a big bedroom. That's basically it. The size of a really big bedroom is what the difference between her, what she's considering a hovel as compared to a mansion. The struggle is real. (laughs) And I'm sitting here going, and she's got this normal closet. I like that she's like stressed about. Apart from the fact that she's going to jail, should she now no longer be on TV because her her closet's small? Like, it's still a fucking walk-in, bitch. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, I just think it's funny. And then she said she had to downsize the Shah squad. I'm like, so does that mean there still is a squad or there isn't? Yeah. Like, how many people have taken a plea deal that you can't have a Shah squad? <laughs> <laughs> she she's downgraded from a squad to a to a team probably, or a unit. Probably. I mean, what do you think about the fact that she's having a party for her husband's fifty first birthday? Okay. When Sharif, he comes up and he says, Oh, I don't really like to celebrate my birthday. I was like, bitch, then why have we had a party for you every year that this show's been I on? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no but idea. But then but then I saw them dancing and I was like, God, they're fun. Yeah. I love Jen. I bet it would be fun to party with them because Coach Shah, as quiet as he is, when he was dancing, I'm like, yes, Coach. I know. I was like, I'm going to miss her when she goes to prison. Yeah. Someone else is going to have to step in and throw these cool parties. Do you love how she shaded the party decor? <laughs> I know. So what? So it's her party, but she's throwing it at her friend's house. So her friend's probably doing a lot of the effort, and then she's being a bitch about yeah, it. Yeah, she said something like, "It wouldn't be like this if I was throwing it." Yeah. Now, okay. Obviously, I'm not a rich person, but I have seen on these housewife shows before when someone says, "I'll throw the party for you," like when Crystal threw the party for who was it at her house? Was it for Rinna Lips or some Rina. shit? Does yeah. that mean the person throwing the party is paying for it? Probably. Jen's not paying for it. Well, I got that impression at Crystal's that because Crystal did the event, she organised the thing, she picked what she wanted, so to speak, she's paying for it. So is it normal to spend $30,000 on a party for someone that you're not sleeping with? Maybe in these towns. So that's what not I'm saying. Because at first I was like, that's disgusting, Jen, you're throwing a party like – you know, we all know you're eventually going to have to give $15 million, which I doubt she has, in your settlement. So, I don't know. I thought it was tacky, but then I was like, actually, I think Angie paid for it. So then mm-hmm. why is Jen complaining? Because she's a nightmare person. Like, if I was throwing you a party, you'd still be paying for it. I'd just be cleaning the toilet after all your guests left, thinking that I was doing something amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's the one time in confessional where she says that she's innocent, FYI. But she's mm-hmm. not scared for herself. She's scared for her family. I'm like, come on, bitch. You're scared for yourself and that's okay. I think she's probably still in a lot of denial as well. Yeah, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> so, okay, before we get to the party, Whitney's getting ready for the party. Who is that guy that absolutely gropes her bosom trying to get the breastage in the dress? Must be a gay. That's what I thought. I was like, surely that's not some rando straight person. I mean, let's hope it's not one of your stepsons. <laughs> yeah. Nah, she's got a gay. Yeah. She's got a gay or two on board. Okay, so we're at this party and I didn't think Lisa was coming. I thought we got that little scene before where Jen was telling Coach that Meredith's coming so Prob's not going to invite Lisa, but she was there. Yeah, 
And when she was walking up the steps, she's like, oh, it sounds like they're having fun. I love when people have fun. I was like, you're so dumb. <laughs> I love I didn't even take note of that. I love, I love that. Nothing really much happened at the birthday before Lisa starts talking to Meredith's husband. What's his name? Seth. Seth, yes. They have such bumpkin names. I love it. I love it. Sorry. Also, do we have to have a craps table at every party at Salt Lake City? Every event. Is there one yeah. party planner and they do the same shit at every fucking party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I did think it was Orkies when Seth and John said hello. Like, having to compliment someone's tie because you've got nothing to talk about. Yeah. And, like, they're just trying to do the, oh, our wives are fighting but we don't have to, which we've seen, like, on every franchise, but it's always been more interesting than this. Yeah, that's fine, but obviously it's not okay because you're complimenting each other's outfits. Like, it's obvs not okay, and that's okay. Yeah. I loved the clip package of John following Lisa around. Oh. The way they threw that in, it's so funny. He's such a good assistant. Why are they paying him out? <laughs> uh, he's, he's great. Like, look, to be honest, if it was a wife being the husband's assistant, no one would have a problem with it. And, look, I'm not saying that it has to be the most normal thing you've ever seen, but we need to force ourselves to get used to it in order for it to be normal. So that's all yes. I'm saying. And also... One thing we didn't mention about Beverly Hills was that thing with PK and Dorit where PK wants Dorit to dress up all the time. And I was like, you're a fucking slob, mate. Yeah. You don't have any right to ask your wife to do the dishes in heels. Like, you piece of shit. No. He's a tracky dax kind of guy. So it's kind of nice to see the opposite happening here. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Now, look, we did get that little bit in the clip where he kept saying, this is our business together, this is our business together. Dude, you've been married for how long? You're entitled to half if you split up. I don't give a shit. Like, do what you got to do. I don't care. <laughs> like, he's supporting he the entrepreneur of the family. So what? Sorry. Yeah. I just thought that was a bit rude. Like, I loved the clip package and I was giggling along, but then I was disappointed in myself for giggling along. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, because the narrative's coming from Meredith, who yeah. is just trying to angle everything a certain way. Yeah. And as much as I think she might be going on a bit too much about it, I loved that confessional with the I Heart New York mug. Yes. Because she's fucked half of New York. Like, it just, yes. it was very well thought out. I loved it. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. It's been a month. She can whinge all season if she wants. I don't care. I know I'm going to yeah. get over it, but realistically, it's been a month. Well, it's been nine months since the rant, but one month since she's heard it. So, that's probably why Lisa's in a different headspace yes. than Meredith. Because Lisa's had a lot more time to process the fact that she had a little vent with a hot mic. Exactly. Well, actually, it wasn't even a hot mic. She knew she was mic'd, but whatever. Well, no, she said the mic was off. It wasn't her mic. It was the. It was someone else's mic. Ah, whose mic? She was in that room alone. Well, I think it was the producer's mic. I think the producer they- was... <laughs> they, they stitched her up. Yeah. Or at the end, <laughs> like, she said her mic was off. So, but the thing is, it's a switch. So if the mic was off her person, she would be able to look at the belt pack and see the the little thing that the button that you. Well, press. she throws it after she throws it at the cameraman after the rant. Yeah. So she's like, "Is it off?" It's like, well, like their field mixer, they can turn it on and off, but the belt pack itself, they've probably just left it on. And so they on their field mixer, they've probably switched it on. Like, you're an idiot. <laughs> if you're gonna rant, physically take it off and press the off button on the belt pack. Ugh, ah. moron. That's her own fucking fault. Sorry. 
Lisa decides that she doesn't want to have it out with Meredith at the event, obviously not, but she does say hello and goes in for the hug, which I was like, why are you doing that? Don't go in for the hug. I thought that was rude. I didn't even notice. You didn't notice Lisa say hi to Meredith and go in for a hug? Well, I don't notice the big deal about a hug or not. Well, if someone hates you and then you force them to (laughs) hug you, I don't think that's very kind. I think that's rude. Like, don't do that. Let them dictate the physical proximity that they want to have with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. I just think Heather's a bit annoying. Oh, not Heather. Sorry, Meredith. Mm. I think Meredith's annoying with this grudge and when heather comes up to meredith and she's like oh i'm so proud of you for coming it's taken strength to come here i'm like it's an opening night party it's episode one she's coming no matter what she has to fucking be there she's doing her job it's in the contract bitch you're not tapping out episode one yeah yeah exactly anyway so this is when lisa says hi to seth she says sorry she starts crying (laughs) i'm like how is it how is this his problem but Seth asks her what the root of her problem is and she decides to blame the other ladies because they apparently said to her over and over and over again, that's not your friend. I'm like, well, the only person that was saying that is the one person that's going to jail and isn't going to be there anymore (laughs) and is the one person that is no longer your friend and is now friends with Meredith, which I find that delicious. I'm sorry. I'd be blaming everything on Jenny. I'd just say, oh, it was Jenny's fault. Jenny got in my ear. Yeah, but and that's why Meredith is going to be friends with Jen now. I meant the other Jenny. Oh, racist The one that's Jenny. been fired and not on the show. Oh my God. I'd blame everything I on her. I forgot all about her. Yes, I would have blamed it all on Jenny as well. Yeah, didn't miss her. Didn't miss Mary. I'm okay with a small cast. I didn't miss Mary either. I forgot. Huh? Yeah. Mary had great moments that were funny, but I didn't. She was a creep. I didn't, she was a creep. Exactly. She's running a fucking cult. I can't agree with her. Sozzle. I'm fascinated by cults. It doesn't mean I love them. Like, hello. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the whole Seth thing, she's trying to apologise to Seth, but it's a fucking Lisa pity party. I'm sorry it was. Oh, yeah. A million excuses. And she kept saying, like, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm trying to explain. It's like, you know what, bitch? He didn't ask you to. Like, oh, I suppose he did. He did ask her what the root of the problem was. So I guess he asked her. It's just, it's bad timing. There's nothing you can say at this point. It's too soon. Yeah. You just got to be like, yeah. It all got to me. Yeah. Soz. Yeah. And then you just got to keep taking it. Yeah. she. Yeah. And we said at the beginning of the episode that she's not going to be eating shit for too long. She even said, I apologise and if you're not going to accept my apology, there's nothing else I can do. It's like, yeah, you can sit and there it, and take it. In real life, but on the show... Yeah. Meredith needs to get over it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She for the sake to- of the, for the, well, she can have a few episodes, but if this is going into episode five, nope, shut it down. It's true. I can't handle it's that. It's true. Like I said, like two seconds ago, she can go on about it all season because it's only been a month. But I agree with you. By episode five, I'm going to be done with it. Unless you're going to spill tea on Lisa, you're not allowed to talk about it anymore. So you have to escalate yeah. if it just keeps being like, because <laughs> she did this last year with Jen. She was like, oh my God, Jen liked a tweet calling my son a little bitch. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's bad, but we can't hear how you're the aggrieved party for so long. Like you need to change it up. You got to give something else with it. Exactly. And look, that's the episode. So as much as we didn't talk about it much, it was still amazing. That intro was perfection. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I love that. And <laughs> I love that they're going on a trip next week to Arizona, though, sort of gave me pause. Yeah, we've done that on Jersey and it didn't go down. So we'll see. 
But they do have a garbage trash whore lingerie party in Arizona. (laughs) Do you know what? A lingerie party always has sparks. Always. Always good. Always. And Meredith heard, this is the rumour that she reckons she heard, which, look, I don't believe it. She says that Lisa was having sex with people in exchange for them stocking Vita tequila. I mean, come on. Well... Is it that hard to get a, a tequila stocked? Because that bar in Aspen had every tequila under the sun. So, like, I'm, assu- uh, I'm sure they had Vita tequila there. Yeah, I don't really think you need to be swapping sex and BJ's to get your tequila in stores. Wouldn't you rather swap sex for like lots of money and then you don't give a fuck about where your tequila is? Yeah, cut out the middleman. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, I'm sorry. No. It, it doesn't make sense. I don't believe it. I do believe that Whitney invited a shaman along and that that doesn't go well. I can't wait for that. Never, Whitney in her spiritual realm, it's just she's, she's something else. She's, she's looking for spirituality now that she's no longer a Mormon. I can vibe with that. No, she's watching every other franchise and taking notes and copying what other housewives do. I mean, if there's a if there's fucking goat yoga, I'm tapping out. Actually, you know what? I don't <laughs> mind the goat yoga. It's a fucking dart, the fucking, what are you called? Not dart throwing, the... The hammer throwing and shit like that. Like it's certain things are boring to watch. Like watching people drive around in circles on a racetrack. I mean, yeah. how much fun can I have watching you ski? Like I'm not watching a skiing show. I don't yeah, watch exactly. the cars running like on the TV, go around in circles. No one that watches Housewives probably does. Why are we watching it on our Housewives? Yeah. All right. You got nothing. Say that. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the end, my love. Yeah, so exciting. I know. Um the trailer for like the season ahead. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I can't wait. I'm just gonna smile like, in my face already. I love families fighting. <laughs> I love <laughs> Sorry, that. But this Heather versus Whitney. I <gasps> did love that little bit of a scene. You know how I hate the kids. Well, I don't hate the kids, but I don't care about the kids. That scene with Whitney when her daughter was writing a pro con list about boys, I kinda giggled at that. Okay, I don't know if I heard wrong, but it sounds like in the pros list she said, like, had a big one or, or a big wallet. I swear she said, like, it's got to have a big one. What? But it might have been wallet. So I didn't bother to go back, but I was like, is she saying that she wants someone with a big dick? And Whitney and Heather are like, yep, that should be on the pro list. Well, it should. So, <laughs> you know, she should get used to having it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I loved that, though. I thought that was hilarious. I thought basically she got asked out by a couple of different guys and she was figuring out which one to say yes to. Because, you know, in primary school, it's like, do you want to go out? Yep, that's my boyfriend. And then tomorrow they're not. Uh-huh. Yeah. I figured it was at that level, but who knows with the kids these days. Let me just, let me think that that's what was going on. Yes, yes. All, All right. right. Well, yeah. Thank you, Mariana. What a what a day. What a week. I know. It was epic. As soon as I knew Salt Lake City was out, I knew it was going to be a good day. And Potomac's just around the corner. Oh, can't Blessed. fucking wait. Can't wait for my Queen Karen. Me either. All right. So, all right, let's call it there. Bye. Bye.